What's going on guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. It's Monday, so time to go over the top wave wire ads for week 13. Not gonna lie to you guys though, it is a rough week. We did have some injuries, but none that gave us like clear starters, top waiver ads, and we're kind of at the point of the season where there aren't any more real surprises. Like we just know who's gonna be good this season. So Hopefully, you don't need all that much on the waiver wire, but we'll go with the top options if you do need something. The most valuable player in my eyes, and especially one that we didn't really know before, uh, Zonovan Knight. We see James Robinson being a healthy inactive to start the game. Or I guess, you know, like at the 11.30 inactives, he is a healthy scratch. And then Michael Carter got injured, I believe, in like the third quarters in the second half of the game. Leaves with the ankle injury. We don't know the severity of that right now. We're going to learn more later in the week. But Knight was actually mixing in even before Carter got injured. So it wasn't like Carter was a feature back, gets injured, Knight comes in. Like Knight was still receiving some work while Carter was healthy. And he looked pretty good. Now, one caution is that, like I said, we don't even know the severity of Carter's injury. And then, even if we say, okay, what if Carter's going to be out this week? Well, they could also just activate James Robinson, and now we're still back to a three-running back committee on the Jets. So, definitely don't need to spend like a number one claim on him this week. I don't think any player this week is worth a number one claim. Maybe not. If you have a good team, probably not even worth like a top two or even three claim. Like, if you don't need anyone free agency, you might just be adding players this week, uh, but let's say you need running back too, let's say um, you just like really need someone for the next few weeks because you've got players returning from injury, you've got maybe some people going on by soon, um, not a terrible option if Carter's going to miss time, and since we don't know that right now, I think, you know, Knight is, is going to be like the top ad, uh, maybe worth in that like 5 to 7% of your fab range, something like that, um, I guess higher if you're desperate, lower if you're just kind of adding them as a, a debt piece that you're not really going to use. After him, I would say it's Gus if he is still available, though same exact cautions with Gus as always. He has zero receptions so far this season, and Dobbins is obviously returning soon, so especially in full PPR formats, he just doesn't have any ceiling really. I mean, he needs to score twice to get to like 15 full PPR fantasy points, uh, and his floor is very low when he doesn't score. He's getting like three to six points which is obviously terrible in full ppr so probably don't even want him to be completely honest in full ppr but half ppr leagues definitely standard leagues he'd be the next next best running back because like he's still going to get around like 15 opportunities and then when dobbins returns maybe that bumps down to like 10 to 12 somewhere in that range so not fantastic but on a good offense he's still a good player uh should be rostered more leagues than he is after those two running backs, I'd say there's like a, a group of five wide receivers that serve maybe a little bit different functions, but are all like players you should be looking at for different reasons. So you've got uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Traylon Burks, Jameson Williams, Chase Claypool, and Zay Jones. Most of the players in this list, I guess all but Jameson Williams, are do you need someone for right now as a rotational piece when you have you know, one-week injury, you've got brutal matchups, you've got someone on by just to kind of like help you out right now. And then, you know, all of these guys are, you know, relatively young players or at least uh, players that are going to see their role kind of expand. Maybe not Zay Jones, I'd say like for like Claypool expanding role, Burke's expanding role, Peoples-Jones getting 
course, Watson coming back. Uh, Williams, when he returns, obviously it's an expanded role from not playing. And so potentially to help you kind of the next few weeks get into the fantasy playoffs and then potentially also in the fantasy playoffs. Um, Peoples-Jones had his first down game this last week. But like I kind of said, Watson returns this next week. Um, not a lot to increase his value because Brissett still played pretty well, but I would say the odds are his value is going to go up with Watson uh, and certainly he's going to have a higher potential ceiling. Uh, and remember, like had the dud this week, but in the weeks leading up to that, at least four receptions, at least 50 yards in seven straight. Like He was playing really, really well. One down game. That's not enough for us to be off him. Good number two for the Browns. Traylon Burks, we talked about last week, coming off his best week of his career obviously because it's the one season seven for 111 backs that up with four for 70 and a touchdown this week obviously the touchdown you know it comes on Derrick Henry fumbling the ball into the end zone him falling on it so not like a traditional touchdown for Traylon Burks but he's still very involved in the offense he's getting a really high snap share and let's be honest they traded away effectively A.J. Brown for him they're very invested in him they're going to be featuring him to close the season um I mean, I really would not be surprised if he's like someone that for the rest of the season, you can consistently rely on to say, hey, I'm going to play him in my flex. Like he's going to get volume. He's a good player. I don't think that's a bad option rest of the season. Uh, And then Jameson Williams, the one that I kind of said, you know, a little bit different than all the other ones. The report came out this week that he could return as early as this Sunday. Will it happen? We're probably not going to know until, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And obviously, do not play him in his first game back. The odds are he's going to have a very small snap share. I mean, the odds that he goes out there and has like 50% of routes is slim to none. It's just not going to happen. Not going to play much in his first game. But we'll be able to see him out there. Um, Hopefully, he can kind of ramp up. And then hopefully come, you know, week 15, 16, 17, he can start to get up maybe to like a 50, 60, 70% snap share. And then maybe start like using him more to like, end the season to see what they have obviously they you know they know what they have they have a really really good player here but to kind of see him in the offense to kind of work through the offense a little bit um get a nice footing in like to close the season um into the the off season for them because they're not going to make the playoffs um it'd be like a smart idea for them to kind of like integrate him into the offense um and especially they got the bears week 17 so basically I would say if you like need someone to get you into the fantasy playoffs, it's not Jameson Williams. If you don't have that spot, you don't know if you're making it there, don't get him. If you're already locked into the playoffs, you're looking for someone that maybe you can make it to championship weekend. He gets up to 70% of the snaps. He's playing the Bears and you're like, let's go. Maybe in that final week you can use him. But I would say like that might be one of the best case scenarios. Like I don't think that uh, you're using him very much over the next few weeks. Uh, Zay Jones coming off best game of his career. Definitely have to mention that. Uh, 11 receptions for 145 yards this week. He's going to face the Lions this week, the Titans the week after that, which are two very plus matchups for wide receivers. And so he's someone, if you need that rotational piece to get you into the playoffs, these next few matchups are really good. His target share has been consistent all season. He doesn't have that many duds. Trevor Lawrence is looking great. And so... He could be a really reliable option for you there. And then finally, Claypool got a bit banged up. I think he's going to be fine, but I guess watch practice reports for Claypool. Uh, But he played the most snaps of any Bears wide receiver this week. He's very likely going to step into a much larger role with Mooney potentially done for the season. I'm honestly not sure where he's going to end up ranking every single week because like, he's still not fully... 
just like fully a part of the offense yet. Like obviously he had the most snaps of the wide receivers, but he's still like new to the team. So there's no way he's mastered everything in the playbook. There's no way he's like maxed out his like chemistry with everyone. You've also got Fields not playing this week. How much is he going to play to close the season? So there's still like a lot of unknowns of the situation. But at the end of the day, if he ends up being the number one wide receiver for this team, he should be rostered in every league. Like all the number ones should be rostered everywhere. After those five, I would say look at Mike Boone. Uh, Latavius Murray was like effectively a feature back this last week, and he did totally fine, but I don't think Denver like wants him to be featured every week. They want to rotate other running backs in. Boone is eligible to return this week. My guess for why they cut Melvin Gordon last week, even knowing Chase Edmonds has a high ankle sprain, will not be returning soon, was that they're expecting Mike Boone to return. I don't think they would have cut Melvin Gordon like why not just use him for like a few plays a game to kind of spell Latavius Murray if you don't expect Boone to return so I think Boone's going to return if not this week the next week uh, and when he does he's probably going to take over the passing down snaps he's probably going to mix in on early downs as well he looked at least okay earlier in the season and so it's not like like Latavius Murray they like because he's not going to fumble the ball and he's like fine at everything like he's not terrible in any one area and so they can trust him but I think they're still going to use Mike Boone and so especially in full PPR leagues if he can go out there and rack up a few receptions each week have some level of touchdown upside not going to score very much but just be used a little bit you know maybe you can use him at the earning back two spot if you need to um not you know forcing like you know seven eight percent of your fab it's just not going to happen for like literally the rest of this list you're really only looking at like two to three percent at the most but if he carves out a nice role i think you know especially if you need a running back in like week 14 let's say because all those teams are on by there are worse options uh he has some level of upside there after boone I think you're already at the quarterback streaming options, which again kind of shows you how thin of a week this is. Uh, the top options in my eyes are Watson and Trevor Lawrence. Watson is obviously a risky one because we really have no idea how he's going to look. He hasn't played in a very long time. He's new to this team. He's been practicing recently, but like he's still new to the team. And he does actually have a relatively difficult schedule upcoming, like at Houston, at Buffalo, home versus the Bucks. You know, not easy matchups for him, and especially the Houston one, they're going to run it like every play. Um, then Trevor Lawrence, on the other hand, gets at Denver, uh, which we love. At Titans is like a, a mixed bag. Everyone likes to say at Titans is a great matchup because you have to throw the ball, which is correct. Like you can't run on the Titans, but the Titans are still a quality defense. And so it's more that like the wide receivers just get so much volume that they usually work out, but the efficiency is lower. And so it doesn't mean the quarterback's going to like do incredible. But anyways, uh, better matchup this week. So Lawrence at Denver is better than Watson at Houston as far as the matchup's concerned and there's a little bit less risk because at least we know how Trevor Lawrence looks right now we really don't know what Watson's gonna look like so streaming I probably lean towards Lawrence this week we'll see what the projections look like when they come out um long term I would say Watson probably has more upside uh but it also still goes back to like what do you have um I've mentioned like a lot of different quarterbacks this season that I would probably prefer you probably shouldn't be streaming quarterback at this point like if you're making the playoffs right now you probably have to have that position figured out. Um, but those would be the top two. If you're still streaming, you can't get those two. Behind them, I'd look at Mike White. I'd look at Jordan Love, 
Jared Goff, and Kenny Pickett, uh, probably in that order for me. White looked really good, but it was against the Bears. Everyone looks amazing against the Bears. They have an unbelievably bad defense after trading away their best players. Uh, and let's be honest, like they, they weren't stopping people before then they trade away their best players. Like they, they just have like the worst defense in the NFL at this point. Um, so it's tough to know exactly how it's going to look. I'll say one thing though, he didn't really throw the ball in the fourth quarter. So you could look at it and say, okay, the bears have a trash defense. That's the only reason Mike White did well, but Mike White had been okay in the past and he had the like 303 yards through basically three quarters, like give him that fourth quarter, maybe like against a normal efficiency team. He just has that overall. We're not expecting 303 touchdowns every week, but he's surrounded by some okay players. I mean, obviously Garrett Wilson's good. Elijah Moore is good. Uh, Taylor Conklin's like a totally fine tight end. Um, Corey Davis is like fine. He's got like okay, at least skill players to where we're not expecting him to be terrible. So if you need someone, go after him. I would expect him to start moving forward. Gets the Vikings this week. They let Mac Jones throw for what? Almost 400 yards against them. I wouldn't say Mac Jones is like all that fantastic. A quarterback wouldn't say the Patriots have that amazing of skill players surrounding them besides like Ramondre basically. Uh, and then Myers, when Myers is even banged up in that game, he's only playing a little bit on like third downs. And so Mike White, not terrible. Um, then Jordan Love um, also didn't look that bad uh, filling in for Rodgers when Rodgers was injured last night. Uh, and he gets that Bears matchup. So if you're like, nope, Mike White only good because he was playing the Bears. Well, stream Jordan Love because he gets the Bears this week. Um, obviously, he's going to need Rodgers to be out. Like that should go without saying. Uh, but I'm not really sure why they would play Rodgers at this point. Like, why play him when he's injured when they probably need to know what Jordan Love is to them? Like, is Jordan Love the quarterback of the future? Or are they going to move on to someone else? Like, they got to figure that out. And so why not play him close the season? Um, if you still need options after those four, again, like I said, Goff, Pickett. Goff gets the Jaguars. Pickett gets the Falcons. Uh, neither are going to be quarterback ones. But both have good enough matchups with good enough players to where you can stream them if you have to. Uh, but again, you should probably have quarterback figured out at this point. After quarterback, um, there are some wide receivers we're taking a shot on. I don't think any are must-starts right now. I'm not sure any of them at any point in the season will be. Uh, but four worth considering are Odell, Nico Collins, uh, Isaiah McKenzie, and Mac Collins. Odell should choose a team within the next like week, week and a half or so, somewhere in that range. Um, does have a chance of playing in the fantasy playoffs. My guess and this is only a guess is that he's never actually going to grade out as like a top 25 wide receiver at any point during the regular season and so if you have a free spot you want to take a shot maybe week 16 17 he is like a flex worthy player and you can play him my guess is though that if you made the championships you're probably still not starting odell for the first time like that's just my guess uh, but if you feel differently odell's worth a shot uh odds are right now he's going to dallas but you know that's not a lock uh, by any means behind him uh nico 10 7 and 9 targets over the last three weeks and while he hasn't like hit yet you know he hasn't had a great game he's going to eventually anyone getting that level of volume um he has some level of talent like he's not a bad player he's still totally fine um it's really the quarterback that's holding him back that's not going to change but you know seven to ten targets a game he should be rostered more leagues uh he gets the browns and the chiefs in two of the next three weeks those are definitely positive matchups for him 
Uh, Isaiah McKenzie had a great game on Thanksgiving. I personally lost in my 16-team league because I did not play Isaiah McKenzie. So that was fun to just watch him every single play. It seemed like the ball was going to him. Uh, but he jumped back up to 73% of the snaps after his week 11 dud. Uh, he had been trending up. Then he has that dud, doesn't play many snaps. And we're like, well, why did that happen? He was right back up, 10 targets. Um, second most of his career, had plenty of snaps last week. So I don't really know what happened in week 11, uh, but you know he's worth rostering because he's on the Buffalo Bills and he just had 10 targets. Like anyone in that scenario needs to be rostered. Uh, and then finally, Matt Collins coming off four for 63 and a touchdown. That is three straight playing at least 95. And I think it was actually 96% of the offensive snaps. Uh, he'll be fine streaming option against the Chargers this week if you really need him. Uh, they're just banged up, really, the Raiders, and so they just need players on the field. Uh, he's going to be out there plenty. Chargers don't have a defense that really fearing. They have an offense that can definitely generate points, and so the Raiders are going to have to remain aggressive in that game. Uh, he won't be a terrible streaming option as well. After those wide receivers, I think you're already looking at defense streaming, which is just gross that we're already looking at that this week, and it's gross for defenses. So like even the defense streaming options aren't very good. Um, I'm only seeing three Seahawks, Vikings, and Steelers, depending on how the Steelers look tonight. I think they'll still be a good option. Uh, Seahawks definitely number one because they face the Rams. Obviously the Rams have not only a terrible offensive line, but like third string quarterback play. Uh, they're down to like their third, fourth, fifth string, like wide receivers and running backs. Like it's just not a situation that's, that's good for this team. Um, so really any honestly anyone like I don't think the Seahawks are like a terrible defense but they're not even like basically any defense that is not like the Bears or maybe like the Cardinals like there's really not that many defense that I would not stream against the Rams at this point and the Seahawks can still generate some pressure sometimes and that's good enough against the Rams uh and honestly I don't even feel great about the Vikings or the Steelers like they're fine, and the Vikings are like a fine defense, but the Vikings are playing the Jets, which is usually fine. Like if, if Zach Wilson was a quarterback, I would love this matchup with Mike White. I don't love it as much. Uh, and then the Steelers, you know, kind of depends how they look um, tonight, so we'll kind of see them. But, I mean, I don't have like a ton of faith in that team. So I prefer the Seahawks, but I'd also probably just prefer if you just had a long-term option already. Then after that, we're already at flyers. Like there are no tight ends that I don't categorize as a flyer this week. And all of like the rest of the skill players, I don't have any sort of like faith that you're definitely gonna be able to use them long-term. The closest would be uh, Darrell Henderson and Jamichael Hasty if ETN misses time. But he said he's gonna play this week. He was cleared to go back into the game last week. They just wanted to be super cautious and not throw him out there. And it worked out, you know, they have a come from behind victory. They still win the game and they keep them, you know, at least as healthy as they can. So I think he's going to play this week. So you don't even really need to go after Henderson or Hasty. But, you know, if you're in a deeper format and you think he misses time or you have them and you just want to be safe, you can add one of them. Um, but I, I really don't think you even need to go after them. But some flyers are Henderson and Hasty, Then Madison and Kyron Williams, just for the reasons we've mentioned before, Madison back up to Cook and then Kyron Williams if they choose one running back to close the season to give more snaps to, it would be Karen Williams. Tight end flyers, all just flyers. No one's matchup like really stands out uh, in the terms of like matchup combined with, I know they're going to get a workload, but in order, it'd probably be Jordan Akins, Evan Ingram, 
Logan Thomas, Foster Moreau, and Conklin. But again, none of them are tight end ones. It's really just if you need someone, that's the list I'd look at. And then two more wide receiver flyers are Kendall Hinton, uh, going to be a slot receiver probably for like the next few weeks if Judy can't return for the Broncos, obviously. And then Devonta Parker. Um, that one is kind of contingent on how is Nelson Aguilar, how is um, Jacoby Myers, like who is going to be the starting quarterback for New England. Uh, but again, for those two, like if you're in an 8-10, 12-team league, if you're starting them, you're probably not making the playoffs anyways. Uh, so you probably don't need to look at them outside of like 14 and 16 team leagues. So that is how week 13 is looking at the waiver wire right now. Again, very gross week. Hopefully you don't need it that much, uh, but those are the players you would be looking at if you needed them. Uh, based on the comments in last week's video, you guys seem to prefer the one long start sit video. So where I just go game by game for every game this week, talk about uh, quarterback, wide receiver, running back, tight end, like all the different positions kind of in one. looks like you preferred that. So I'll do that this week on Thursday. So we have a little bit more information into that video. And I'll be back Saturday as well for the underdog video as per usual. That, my friends, is the end of this one. Hope you all enjoyed. If you did, have a hang of the like button. Have a subscribe to the channel if you're new here. Thanks for watching.